This episode of the Best Seeds Podcast is presented by LA Wine Fest. For tickets and information, go to lawinefest.com. This episode of the Best Seats Podcast is brought to you by, well, you. To learn how you can support the show, go to thebestseats.com slash Patreon. Once there, you'll learn how you can get early access to shows, ad-free listening, the ability to submit questions, comments, concerns, and more. Once again, that's thebestseats.com slash Patreon. But enough of that. On to the show. What's up, everybody? Hello and welcome to the first ever episode 84 of the Best Seats Podcast, the only podcast bringing you interviews with some of the most talented people in and around the hospitality industry from right here in Orange County to the rest of Southern California and beyond each and every episode. As always, I'm your host, Crawford McCarthy, founder and principal of the Best Seats. Thank you to my friend, Allie Coyle, who provides the music for the show. You can find more of her work at AllieCoyleMusic.com. She is also doing some local shows, so make sure you check out her Instagram and see where she is playing. Or if you're not a music fan, and I don't know why you wouldn't be, you can check out any of her family's three restaurants, either Fable and Spirit over in Newport Beach, Dublin Four Gastropub, and Wine Works for Everyone. Both of those are in Mission Viejo. And as a reminder, if you enjoy the show, please be sure to leave a rating and or a review wherever you're listening to it. If you're on free feeds, it helps other folks discover it as well. Don't forget, you can get more content at thebestseats.com, just like this. And if you are listening on free feeds, do not forget that you could have had early ad-free listening a week before the public by going to patreon.com forward slash the best seats and signing up at a monthly amount that makes the most sense to you because that is also where you will only find the exclusive post show for each and every episode since launching that exclusive post show in 2022. Let's talk about episode 84 because my guests are Carlos Perez and Chef Luke Brown, both of the soon to open, depending on when you're listening to this, it may already be open, Boil and Bake over in Costa Mesa. Now, I don't know about you, but I'm a big breakfast guy. I'm a big bagel guy. Um, I spent a lot of years on the East Coast, time in New York, stuff like that. Bagels are pretty much the go-to. I'm a huge bagel guy. Since moving to California over a decade ago, it's been really, really hard to find some good ones. Maybe there's a handful of places. Obviously, up in Los Angeles, you can get some good ones. San Diego, a little tougher, but LA's got some solid ones. Orange County, it's hard. Boil and Bake is set to open very soon. Again, depending on when you're listening to this episode, it may already be open. They're currently in construction. That's actually where we recorded this episode. Don't tell OSHA in the middle of a construction site. Um, Their bagels are phenomenal. They're, in my opinion, some of the best, um, if not tied for the best in Orange County. There's maybe one other group doing really, really good ones. You probably already know who they are. Uh, But Carlos comes from a family of people that do bagels. You know, one of my go-to spots is his family's place, Shirley's. I think they've been doing really, really good bagels. They've been doing them for a long time. They're one of the ones that, again, if I'm on a bit of a struggle bus on a Sunday morning, I'm absolutely hitting them up for an order. I grab them during the week. I'm a big fan. There's one right down to where I live in Laguna. I head down there and grab a bunch of them all the time. They're super good. He comes from a family that knows their way around bagels. Luke is somebody who is young, experienced, really, really driven, and he's a kid with a really good head on his shoulders. Again, young, 25 years old, but this kid is talented. I'm telling you right now. Now, again, how do I know that the food is good? Well, the shop's not open at the time of this recording. They've been doing pop-ups all over Orange County, mostly in kind of the Costa Mesa area, work in progress, Gunwale Ales, uh, Semi-Tropic Wines, kind of those type of establishments. 
and I've been out there. I've been fortunate enough to try them. They're really good. So yeah, I'm genuinely excited that there's a new bagel place opening up relatively close to where I live. But I also like this continued trend of young guys that are just hungry coming out of the pandemic, and they're just going to open up their own spot, not just bagels. They're going to have beer and wines. They're looking for stuff like that. It's kind of continuing this trend, especially in Costa Mesa, of these kind of all-day places where you can go no matter the time of day. You can grab food, what they're offering. You can grab a drink if you need to, work on your laptop, hang out. They're just fun. They're really fun spots, and there's even more of them to come. But being a fan of bagels like I am, I wanted to sit down with both of these guys, get the story behind this, and bring the story to you so that when they do open, you can be in line. So enough of me rambling. Let's get to episode 84 of the Besties podcast featuring the team behind Boil and Bake, Carlos Perez, and Chef Luke Brown. Enjoy. Gentlemen, thank you for taking the time to sit down today, um, especially as where we are sitting down is not currently a restaurant yet, though it is on its way to being so. So to kind of set up in the construction site is special. And obviously building at a restaurant takes time. So for you guys to take time out of your day means a lot for me to sit down and talk about something I'm very excited, which is boil and bake. Before we dive into talking about both of your stories a little bit, though, and the restaurant itself and kind of how this all came to be, would you guys both mind introducing yourselves and giving a little bit of your background? Um, hi, I'm Carlos Perez. Um, this is my brainchild. And um, yeah, this has been four years in the uh, works in my head. And then uh, I think a year and a half ago was when I said, ah, let's do it. But my background is I grew up working in a bagel shop. Um, my dad runs Shirley's Bagels since 1998. Uh, you know, at that time I was like eight years old. So I grew up working there through middle school on the weekends, you know, summers and then high school, you know. I became an official employee for my dad in uh, senior year of high school. And then I worked there until two years ago when I decided to do this. Branch out on your own to do something nice. Also, yeah. shout out to Shirley's. That's always been my bagel place since I moved to California. So good for them. <laughs> Luke, what about you? Uh, my name is Luke Bram. Uh, I'd like to call myself the right-hand man to this gentleman over here. Uh, we met about almost, almost a year ago now. Um, grew up in... Florida, moved out here, went to Newport Harbor, did the culinary program there. Uh, just been working in local restaurants all around Orange County until then. Uh, and then we met and kind of, you know, conceptually, like, had the same idea for what this could be food-wise, and we get along. And, uh, yeah, we've just been just been helping him work on it on the food side and everything. And, uh, yeah, it's been cool. So growing up in Shirley, growing up around bagels, things like that, what was the catalyst that made you want to kind of step out of – the, the family aspect of things because Shirley's just successful. I mean, again, been around for that long, multiple locations. I mean, what made you want to branch out on your own and be like, okay, I want to pursue my own thing. Yes. So, um, I started, I know mean, first in high school again, it was just a job, right? Worked on the weekends. You know, I tried working other places and then I was like, I'll work you know, with my parents. It was cool. Um, it was busy and I loved the, the food. You know, I, I, I absolutely love bagels, but uh, I don't know. It just, as the years went by, it started growing on me. I tried to make a living out of music, you know, try to get into that. And then, I don't know, I guess that didn't go anywhere. Or I did, I wasn't willing to put in that, that work into that. And then at the same time, you know, Shirley started really growing on me and seeing how hard my parents worked. And then I was like, oh, I'm actually good at this. This is fun, you know. And I really enjoyed, you know, serving customers and the chaos, you know, of of the, the food industry. And then, um, then I started traveling. So I started going to New York. 
started going to New York a few times a year and then I would try all the bagel shops and then I'd be like, oh, this is awesome, you know? And then uh, the more I got into food, the more ideas I had, I tried to implement them at Shirley's. You know, my dad let me do some things like, mm. you know, hey dad, we can make this in-house versus purchasing it. And then uh, I had a lot of fun with that. But then there came to a point where, you know, Shirley's has been around since 1986. Yeah, and established would be an understatement. Yeah, established. So at the same time, it's like, you can't change it too much, you know? Make it look prettier. You can remodel, but when it comes to the food, you know, people have been, I watched kids grow up from elementary school to high school there. So like, why, why mess with it? You know? And that's where I started thinking, I'm like, well, I guess I can just do open something new. And then anything I wish I could do there, I would just do it, you know? Yeah. Do it in a new place. Yeah. And then let, let that be. Where, so how did you guys connect? Well, it's funny enough because going to high school at Newport Harbor, I actually would go into Shirley's like almost every day. Yeah, I was going to say, I know the one that you're talking about right I, around it. Yeah, I, I actually, once we met and I met his family, I actually recognized his mom because I was like, oh, I've, I've seen you before, <laughs> like all the way through high school, like getting bagels. But we met through um, a mutual friend, our friend, Chef Carlos, another Carlos. Uh, um, I had met him working at a small restaurant in Long Beach over um, during the pandemic. And, uh, you know, me and me and our friend Chef Carlos kind of, you know, would talk about bagels and food and things that we want to open up in Long Beach. And then one day um, after he had left, he called me and he was like, hey, I met, you know, I have a friend who's opening a bagel shop and I think you would be perfect to like work with him. And I was like, oh, shit. OK, yeah, let's let me meet him. Sure enough, it was this man over here. And we, you know, we clicked like that because, um, you know, whereas he's, you know, he's been bagels his whole life. Uh, I, you know, over the pandemic, I started to get really into like cured fish and things like that. And of mm -hmm. course those things go <laughs> yeah, hand I was in hand. Say, yeah, talk about a marriage. And so it's it kind of worked out that way. Carlos, you mentioned that the idea, you know, you left Shirley's two years ago. We're recording this, you know, well, April 1st, so no fools on anybody. But, you know, two years ago, we were in the middle of a complete statewide shutdown due to coronavirus. So <laughs> at what point did you kind of think two years ago, shit, maybe this isn't going to work. I mean, was there ever a fear of like, ooh, bad timing? Oh, um, no. So it actually, so the way I worked out um, was because of the pandemic, right? Oh, okay. Yeah, it was because of that. So, you know, pandemic hits and then luckily, you know, Shirley's doesn't get shut down. Yeah. It's, it's easy for us to change to to go. Mm -hmm. So it was to go, but it wasn't as busy, you know, and my dad didn't have to let anybody go, which was great. So I took that, I kind of took that, you know, selfish opportunity in a way of just like, I'm going to, you know, not work, you know, step back for a while. So I didn't even work for a while. I just had some money saved up and then um yeah and then when it, things started looking like they were lightening up like that idea started kind of popping back in my head so you know? that that's what kind of percolated it so you had kind of stepped away when everything had shut down etc yeah. and then once so the ideas kind of became about when start things started to open up you're like hey i think it is time yeah i need to do this well i think what also happened was even before the pandemic hit i was kind of reaching my i would say peak at shirley's you yeah. know i had moved up to management you know at the next phase would have been my dad's position essentially and then uh you know um i think uh yeah i think after 15 years of being there i you know i've again this idea was in my head for four years so i think three four years ago um i was working with somebody to open in this idea in downtown santa Ana, actually and i was very close to at least signing like at least mm -hmm. you know signing you know at least somebody was willing to give me money to open this idea of boil and bake this is like four years ago. And then uh, I think I got like last minute jitters. It was only like 27, 26, 27. And then I was like, oh, you know, I probably, I'm not ready for this, you know? So then I continued working for my dad. But I think the last couple of years, 
that kind of stuck in my head where I was like, man, I could have done that. You know, I yeah, the seed had still been planted. Exactly. Yeah. So then I think, so I guess when I reflect on that, um, and then the pandemic hit, that's where that idea kind of came back again, where I was like, yeah, you know what, this, this might be an opportunity at least to start thinking about it, right? So COVID was actually kind of the push that you needed a little bit yeah. to be like, okay, yeah. this, this is time. Yeah, this, yeah. yeah. It, it gave me the opportunity to like chill, you know, take a step back, not worry about work too much, you know, and then, um, yeah, it just kind of like started, you know, growing in my head, started, you know, I guess doing research. I just like, you know, and I wasn't even, in the, I think the nice thing, I wasn't in a hurry. I wasn't in a hurry that like, oh, I need to find a location now, like, I had all the time in the world to drive around. I knew the area, obviously, you know, Costa Mesa. Yeah. I went to high school here, Costa Mesa High School. So I would just drive around looking for spaces like, oh, that'd be a cool space. Oh, that building's been available forever. And Well, yeah, I mean, one of the morbid side effects of COVID was that commercial real estate all of a sudden started to become available. Exactly. So I was yeah. looking in the commercial area. Luckily in Costa Mesa, Costa Mesa is a pretty strong restaurant, you know, city, I think. 100%, so, yeah. You know, luckily for most people here, nothing, nothing really shut down, you know, very, very few places. Um, so, yeah, I, I kind of took the idea like it, the idea happened in near the middle of 2020. And I didn't even sign the lease until last September. So it was really a year just me just exploring the yeah. opportunity. And then it just I don't know, I just I guess, you know, I just naturally just. I'm like I'm sitting here today. Like, yeah, we're gonna do it. Yeah, I don't even know how. Like it was, it just started with a phone call. I saw the sign that said for a lease. I made a phone call, and it wasn't until eight months later that I signed the lease. So it just, I don't know. I don't even know, man. I, I don't even know how we ended up here. To be honest with you, time. Just, yeah. Well, you are here, which is good, and you guys have been killing the time in between. I mean, opening a restaurant is not an easy feat. I've had guests on the show before that had opened them during the pandemic, et cetera. Maybe they got their doors open just right during the pandemic, et cetera. And everybody likes to use that word kind of pivot um, and how people have adapted. You guys have been not had to pivot, but you have been trying to kill time during construction, during, you know, obviously dealing with inspections and, and the city and things like that. Those things take time, unfortunately. You guys have been staying busy with the pop-ups. When did the pop-up kind of concept come about? Was it just a way to kind of get the name out there, the branding, kind of the food in front of people's faces? I mean, because the response to the food has been huge. I mean, I, I am from the East Coast you know, people in my family are from the East Coast. I know New York bagels. I know Montreal bagels. If we want to go down that argument rabbit hole, I mean, it's it's a whole thing. So when I went to your first one, I was blown away. And everybody I've talked to since has really loved it. When did the pop-ups come about and what was kind of the catalyst by not? Oh, that's a great question. Um, <laughs> okay, the, the way I remember it is, so I think for a good year, I was developing the recipe idea, right? Mm -hmm. So we're not too far from Shirley's. There's actually two Shirley's bagels, literally a couple gonna, miles oh, from here. Okay, hang on real quick. I want to put a pin in my previous question. When you were looking for locations, did you have like a circle graph? You're like, okay, there's a Shirley's there. I can't go there. There's one there. I can't go there. <laughs> was that in the back of your mind too? Uh, I was. Because that's going to make Thanksgiving really awkward. Yeah. So I, right? <laughs> so I knew Costa Mesa. That was like number one. I want Costa Mesa, right? I, I grew up in the city. Um, 17th Street, number one, Shirley's is already there. Number two, mm -hmm. it's it's expensive. Oh, wait, it's 17th Street. I mean, for anybody listening who doesn't know, 17th Street is where everything is in Costa Mesa. There's obviously, there's great restaurants all over the place, but 17th Street, you can throw a penny and you're going to hit nine different restaurants yeah. within three feet. Yeah, so I mean, I'm like, yeah. I knew I 17th Street was off the table. Um, I like Bristol. You mm -hmm. know, there's Bristol Baker, which is, you know, the lab, the camp, that's... I frequent those places all the time. Yep. But there's not too many too much available there either. So I was like, let me get somewhere where the, it's near 
a place like that, but not literally in that street. So I think that's why I found this. This is like a nice pocket where it's not necessarily the most expensive in Costa Mesa. It's still up and coming and there's a lot of developing going on. So yeah. I was like, you know what? This is probably the right opportunity. Yeah. And so I thought about the Shirley's thing where my dad asked me, he's like, is that, he's like, I'm not worried about Shirley's. We're going to be fine. He's like, but is that going to be okay with you? And I think it's the point of this place is let's, it has to be different than Shirley's. Mm -hmm. Everything about it has to be different. So then when I started developing the recipe, that was the idea. I'm like, number one, I want to do the sourdough starter method, you know, versus just a traditional, you know, classic bagel. Um, and I've noticed a lot of places started doing that, you know, experimenting with that kind of bagel. And I think it's an awesome idea. So then when I, I think when I finally became confident in the product, I was like, oh, I'm happy with this bagel. I had Luke try it, our French uh, chef Carlos try it. And then they were like, this is awesome. So then I think I started just letting, I would kind of drop bags of bagels off of like friends in the industry. I'm like, hey, yeah. let me know what you think. Let try me know what you it, think. let me see. Yeah, yeah, Exactly. Yeah. And then the pop-up idea. Yeah. How, I mean, we're, so we're friends with obviously the owners of Moon Goat Coffee. That's where our first pop-up was on, yep. was it December 11th? Yeah. Yeah. Shout out um, to Moon Goat. They're awesome as well. Yeah. They're great. Um, and I don't know, I think we were talking about it and it just kind of like, they, they offered, they were like, hey, like ever want to do a pop-up here like you know we have a kitchen just like come in and do it um and that's right around you know when they were starting their whole brunch over there too so it, it was really generous of them to give us like a whole day um yeah and we just i don't know we just kind of like we had been testing out you know curing salmon for a few weeks prior and the bagel recipe was still kind of testing out too um and you know the longanisa sausage and all these things so it, it kind of like it kind of like with the, like the week before is kind of when everything just kind of like came together and we were like, Oh, this is what we're going to do. This is the menu. There we go. Mm -hmm. And, uh, yeah, I don't know. It just, <laughs> it's kind of like we, we had the idea and then I feel like we blinked and we were there like serving food. <laughs> well, it, it, I want to touch on the pop-ups in Costa Mesa in a second. Um, because I think that's inc been incredibly beneficial for you guys based on where you've been doing them, but also Costa Mesa as a community too. And a lot of these newer places that have been opening, but Luke, from your standpoint with the food, you're doing a pop-up, you know, you want people to really enjoy the product at the same time. Truth be told, you're in R and D. I mean, you're, you're testing recipes, you're testing things like that. From your standpoint with the food, was there ever, ever any hesitation? Like, shit, I hope this doesn't backfire the pop-up. Like, Ooh, what if someone doesn't like this one? I mean, because you're still testing your recipes technically for when this space does get open. Yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a fun process for sure. I mean, I'd like to say a lot of it is just us collaborating a lot mm -hmm. of the time, you know, I'll be like, Oh, let's do this. And then we try it. And, you know, Carlos will be like, Oh, what if we, you know, tried this or tweak this and vice versa. Like we help each other out with like everything. Cause you know, yeah. Um, we always want the bagels to shine, but we want, you know, uh, everything else to be just as good. But yeah, this, this entire process has been R and D for the restaurant. We have, you know, from week one, we've had a working list of just like menu items to try. And, you know, every time we try them, like there's, there hasn't been anything that we've tried yet where we're like, all right, that's just not going to be on the menu. Like everything's yeah. been really good, but there's obviously certain things that, you know, sell like crazy. And then other things where it's like, all right, we sold a few of them. People said they liked them, but like the numbers aren't really there. So yeah, it's just, I mean, this entire process is just like, you know, R&D for everything. Everything down from just a bagel and cream cheese or bagel and cultured butter all the way up to, you know, our cured fish and eventually hopefully smoked fish and things like that. Um, yeah, it's just, I think we've just been having fun with it more than anything, just kind of trying out anything that seems fun and creative, but also, you know, stuff that you haven't really seen before or can't get at your regular, regular bagel shop. Well, it's time for a little commercial yeah 
It's all too common that the best seats receives messages asking for recommendations. Where to go to lunch? Where's the best happy hour? Where should I get dinner? How should I spend my weekend? Well, one of the best ways that I can think of is drinking wine, being among friends, listening to music, and constantly having a smile on my face. That's why I'm excited to tell you about LA Wine Fest. The 17th annual LA Wine Fest presented by Hotel Maya, Water's Edge Winery, and Welks Resorts heads to Long Beach June 4th and 5th at Harry Bridges Memorial Park. Enjoy unlimited wine tastings from more than 50 award-winning wineries from around the globe, plus craft brews, hard ciders, and more. The Waterfront Park location provides a perfect space to taste wine, where live music, fun, and wine education all come together for a glorious two days. For tickets and more information, you can go to lawinefest.com. I know that I'm going to go there and enjoy the heck out of it. I recommend you do the same. And once again, for tickets and information, that's lawinefest.com. I don't know about you, but 2020 had me re-looking at how I live and the space that I live in. Spending so much time at home really had me reevaluating how certain things worked and didn't in my living space. One of the main things, as an avid home cook and an obvious supporter of restaurants, was gardening. Anybody who enjoys food at all will be able to tell you that something you've grown yourself will taste infinitely better than anything you can buy at a store. That's where Ashley Irene of Heirloom Potage comes in. Heirloom Potage designs, installs, and maintains seasonal culinary gardens for chefs and foodies in Orange County. They provide organic gardening methods and bespoke build-outs used to preserve the heirloom varietals that they'll provide for seeds. An approachable and exciting endeavor, no matter if you're a seasoned restaurateur or a stay-at-home chef. Owner Ashley Irene's experience, expertise, and enthusiasm is only matched by her professionalism. For more information on how you can set up a consultation to get your own culinary garden space set up, go to heirloompotage.com. That's heirloom, H-E-I-R-L-O-O-M, potage, P-O-T-A-G-E-R.com today. Once again, that's heirloom potage. If you listen to the best seats at all or read the content, then you know the motto, live well and often. But what does it mean? In layman's terms, it's trying to give you the best products, places, experiences, and more, so you can put a big smile on your face every single day. Amass Botanics is what I use on my back bar constantly if I need a cocktail or a quick pick-me-up. Any of their other botanical products, like candles, hand sanitizer, and more, also helps to set the mood. Now, I'm a big fan of everything that Amass does. I have been since day one when they launched their trademark gin, and everything they've done since then has been nothing short of excellent. Now you can get your hands on their products at a discounted rate by going to amass.com and using the discount code THEBESTSEATS15, that's C-E-A-T-S, at checkout. Now it's limited one per customer, so make sure you load up. But trust me, you can't go wrong with anything they're doing. I stand by Amass 100%. They're one of my go-to brands for spirits needs or anything around the house. So again, go to amass.com, that's A-M-A-S-S, and use the code THEBESTSEATS15 at checkout. Trust me, you will not be disappointed. Their bagel shop. You guys have been doing the pop-ups for a little while now. Um, fair to say, what, at least a couple of months, give or take, on Since and off? Since December, yeah. Yeah. We, yeah. We've done okay. like six or yeah. seven. And now. we're recording this literally April 1st, as I said. So yeah, that's, that's a pretty good run. Have there been any ingredients or any kind of bagel styles that people have really responded to that have surprised you or maybe something that have surprised you in the opposite way. Like, Ooh, you know, people didn't really dig that one. 
I think more than less, we found it depends on where we're doing the pop-up. Because <laughs> um, we've done the same bagel sandwiches or bagel types at two different locations, mm -hmm. and one of them sells like crazy. The other one barely gets touched. Very interesting. Like it, Because at this point now, we've done coffee shops, we've done breweries, we've done wine bars at night, we've done yeah. bagel, bagels for dinner. Um, there's definitely, definitely some things. I mean, obviously, bagel sandwich, egg, cheese, meat, everybody loves that. Yeah. Um, but I think I think another one surprisingly that we found is a lot of people. Some days, we'll, you know, we've done pop-ups where we have like the sandwich, but we also have like, an, you know, an heirloom or we have one we call it our cousin, my cousin Shirley, mm -hmm. and people just only buy those. Yeah, don't yeah, even yeah. touch it. It's it's so interesting. And I mean, of course, we we take notes on all this stuff, and you know, we think about it. And we're like, oh, I wonder why that just didn't sell this time. But I don't know. It's just it's very interesting to see like the different demographics. And I think that was our plan the entire time with doing so many pop-ups is. Uh, doing so many locations because you know we, we we plan on being open pretty much all day here so we want to see you know how we can make bagels and beer work and bagels and wine work and then also you know make sure that we're really solid and confident in our early morning stuff like bagels and you know uh, egg and cheese and things like that i was gonna say are you guys looking at adding alcohol to the menu like alcohol options yeah. to the menu i was going to say that so i had that i yeah i decided to apply for beer and wine license because uh you know again I love the East Coast. I travel to the mm -hmm. East, you know, New York City a lot. And then uh, I love going to a lot of their breakfast spots, you know, and they're kind of like all day, you know, breakfast. That's more of an East Coast and a West Coast thing, you know, yep. over here, you know, a lot of places close brunch at you know, 2, 3 p.m. And then I've personally, I love breakfast food. I love breakfast for dinner. You know, I remember in my early 20s when we had nothing to do. I, um, I just had Henry Pineda from Lola's by MFK on the show, and you and him are going to be best friends because that was the first thing he said. Cool. And that's why he's opening his restaurant. He's like, no, man, give me breakfast all day. That's <laughs> awesome. So I remember going to IHOP with my friends for dinner, you know, and then literally getting bacon, eggs, hash browns, you yeah. know, and I love that. And I'm like, how come nobody does that or nobody tries it? Maybe because nobody buys it, but I, I'm going to try it anyways, you know. <laughs> so that was the idea with the beer and wine. I'm like, I want to, you know bagel shop that's going to be open later than normal. You know, we're going to start with, six, you know, 6 a.m. to 6 p.m. Mm -hmm. And then slowly we'll try to push it forward more, until, you know, until nobody comes until in. Until it doesn't, of, make, any, it it still doesn't, doesn't make, make sense. It doesn't right? make sense. So that was the idea with beer and wine. Because like I said, you know, my experience with Shirley's, it's it's super busy. Weekends are crazy. I'm like, and I always wondered, I'm like, man, if we sold like mimosas here, that would be crazy. So then I kind of <laughs> had that idea here, you know, so I'm like, why, why not try it here? You know, it'd be more appropriate, you know? I, uh, I love that. Well, it's kind of a, the past couple of years, especially the past kind of two years, it seems has been this real renaissance in Costa Mesa of smaller kind of independent, either, you know, kind of, and, and I mean this in a very good way for anybody who runs these places as listening, kind of eccentric, like coffee shops or wine bars. And all of these places are fantastic. I mean, you know, we're recording this and you guys were kind enough to grab coffee from work in progress. I mean, I know one of the pop-ups you did was over at a place called Semi-Tropic Wines, which is fantastic. I mean, but it's this real kind of new push off of 17th Street. And there's nothing wrong with 17th Street, but there's this new push towards some of these smaller kind of off the general beaten path places where that you are getting kind of a younger crowd. You're getting a more kind of items that haven't been as familiar or kind of accessible. And I think that's really helped you guys. It's almost been kind of, your pop-ups have almost been not so much a pop-up, but an act of like guerrilla marketing because you're essentially going and hitting your target demographics. And the fact that you're thinking about offering beer and wine also, I think just further enhances that. I think doing it at breweries or other wine shop, um, it was like a litmus test. Yeah. Cause I'm like, I already applied for it. So it's, 
I'm going to have it, the it's license. It's happening. Yeah, it's going to be here. <laughs> but Egg, let's, eggs and eggs let, is happening. Let's yeah. see if people like, you know, the combination. And that's, you know, and the brewery, Gunwell, we've done two, <clears throat> yeah. three? Three. Yeah, we've three done three. There? Yeah. I mean, that's our busiest ones. Yeah. Gunwell Brewery. It's noon, you know, beer and bagels. It works. I, that was the first one that I went to was at Gunwell, and yeah. it was popping. Yeah. Like just real busy. Those are a lot of fun. And then uh, the wine at uh, the wine shop, because it was a later time mm-hmm. that they gave us available. So then we were, you know, we worked that into what we're going to sell or what we had on the menu. Yeah. Lou came up with the smoked trout dip idea. Yeah. I mean, with, well, it's funny because we did two at Semi-Tropic Wines and one we tried to do like bagels for dinner. Like, how do you do that? Right. And make it not be weird. But then the second time around, we were like fuck it, let's just do breakfast for dinner, you know? And that one worked out really well too. They both worked out in their own ways. Yeah. Like the first one we did like an Italian sandwich. We did like a smoked trout dip with like house pickles and all this stuff. And then the second one, we just, we just did like a sausage, egg and cheese, you know, like, and they both did really well in their own respect. So it's, it's just interesting to see that like, no matter what we were serving, like with the wine, it just, it worked and it made sense. And it seemed like people liked it. And that's the fun idea with um, what we're going to have here is, uh, you know, again, in my experience, you know, you have a menu. That's that's the way it is. Over mm-hmm. here, it's I am open minded as to like we're gonna try things, and if it doesn't work, we'll just take it off the menu the next day. Well, know? let's and talk then, about the space because we're sitting in it. I mean, you know, in camping chairs and at a, a picnic table, essentially recording <laughs> this one. Um, you know, it's essentially it's kind of down to the bare bones right now. Obviously, it's under construction. You guys are God willing, you know, not that far out from opening. I don't want to jinx anything by putting an actual timestamp on it because that <laughs> would be a dick move. Um, but talk about the space, kind of what are you envisioning for it? Because most bagel shops, right? You think you come in, you stand in line, you order, you maybe grab like an orange juice from the side cooler, you get the hell out of the way, wait for your name to be called and you get out. Maybe you eat it there at like a little tube top, but, or a tube top, not a tube top. That would be more interesting, but yeah, a tube top. Um, <laughs> what, what is your kind of envision for the space? Because I see an outdoor, I see a wee patio. I don't know if it's going to stick there. I mean, I see, you know, the, the basic rail. You guys are going to be having what a big, is it a wood burning oven that you're putting in? Mm-hmm. Yeah. It's a fret. I mean, so what it, describe the space a little bit, because by the time this episode goes live, it still will maybe be just about open, maybe not about open, depending on how things go. But talk about what you envision for the space. So um, when I first walked into the space, I, w- I immediately knew what I wanted to do, right? Like, I think... Um, and actually, well, and not to cut you off real quick, where is it in regards to Costa Mesa? Where oh, are we, like, streetwise and things yeah. like that? Uh, Bristol Red Hill. Mm-hmm. The, the, the cross the uh, streets are Bristol and Red Hill. Um, it's close to the airport. Unfortunately, there's a little airplane noise above here, right? But it's. Uh, I was going to say, if any of the airplanes come on the mics, I don't think they will, but you can blame Southwest. Right. So, <laughs> so I think we're, like, half a mile from the camp and the lab here, right? So it's, like. Yeah, you're right in that middle ground. Exactly. Um, the shopping center, they're, you know. They're kind of redeveloping it a little bit. You know, they just opened a vegan drive-thru right in front of me, which I, it's great, you know. It's great for the area, like vegan drive-thru. And they're, you know, Costa Mesa, again, is their first one to mm-hmm. try, which, you know, tells you about Costa Mesa. But, um, you know, it's very equally residential. Like, I think that side of Bristol is um, residential. This side of Bristol is commercial. Commercial, yeah. yeah. So it has a little bit of both um, as far as that goes. Decent-sized parking lot here which I like, you know, this space specifically has a patio. When I saw the patio, I was like, that's perfect. Yeah. You know, because um, there's not, it's not a big restaurant. And I, I did kind of, um, I wanted, I, 
I want to do too much. That was my crazy idea. I want to do too much here. So <laughs> God forbid you know. your contractor listens to this episode. It'll be like shit. I know. Right? <laughs> so the oven, right? It's a, it's a pizza oven, like one of those, you know, pizza ovens. And then now we're going to experiment with the wood or not. Um, I want customers to see us making the bagels. So that's going to be right in front of the oven. So when you walk in, the first thing you'll see is the oven and people actually rolling bagels. You know, that's that was the primary thing, you know, where you're standing, where you're sitting, that's the deli case. There will be a deli case. You know, you can get deli. I don't know why that makes me feel fat, but that's fair. (laughs) (laughs) You got me there. Uh, So it's again. So the name boil and bake. I didn't want to attach, you know, bagels to it. You know, you know, blah blah bagels. Yeah. Because I don't want, you know, when you have bagels or diner or deli, you know, it it, it limits it a little bit. It limits you thinking. Yeah. It's just this. So I wanted it just to be like, you know, like, you know, bare like boil and bake, and people are like, what is? You know, people are like, how they're gonna know what that is? I'm like, exactly. Because I don't even know 100% what it's going to be, you know? Yeah. It's kind of a deli. It's kind of a diner. It's kind of a bagel been, shop. I think we've been calling it a deli of sorts. Yeah, exactly. That's because what, it's that's like... what our little, like, tag is. Yeah. So it's, Deli-ish. Yeah. Yes. Yeah. So, it's, you know, order at the counter. We bring it to you. Um, yeah. I, again, it's it's kind of hard to point out. In, so inside, it's only going to have um, bar seating. Okay. This whole, All this window is going to be bar seating. So it's very East Coast style, yep. right? You know, you come in. It's quick, you know, bar seating. And then most of the... Sit down. It's going to be in the patio. Got it. In the patio, where it's has a decent sized patio, and um, the space here, this door you see in the window, it's going to have a big like cantina, you know, yeah, like style yeah, yeah, door. Yeah. So the inside and the outside will kind of flow as one big room. Got it. Yeah. So that's essentially it. It's um, yeah. I don't know if I explained that correctly. Well, at all, I, mean, but <laughs> I mean, also too, like like you were talking about when people walk in, it'll have like the glass, and the people will be folding the bagels. It's I hate to relate it to like. You know, as a kid going to like Krispy Kreme or something, right? You walk in, you just see all of the donuts getting made. I feel yeah. like there's like something yeah. like you wanted to when you, you know, when you came up with these plans, like that little bit of that magic, because a lot of the times you just walk into these places and they have the, the bagel case right there and you're just like, all right, these are the bagels. But like, we want people to actually see. Oh, I like the, the idea that you could look at it and be like, that's my, that's going to be mine. Exactly. Yeah. That one. And yeah. I mean, the kitchen is all open too. So like, you'll be able to see the process of somebody mixing it to boiling it, to bringing it over, you know, shaping it, bag- like baking it, all of that. Yeah. Um, I think that'll be. Hopefully yeah. that'll just grab people. So the kitchen hood is already here. So yeah. I kind of I kind of worked around that. So I basically told the contractor, I these are the, this is these are the uh, pieces of equipment I need. Tell me if it fits. <laughs> and then he went, Yeah, I, I made everything fit. And I looked at it and I went, Cool, cool, cool. It works. Yeah. So again, it's you know I I told him what I wanted, and then he needed to tell me what was realistic and. Honestly, pretty much everything I wanted. As for. far as like service goes, especially because you're going to have beer and wine as an option, is it just going to be like counter service, just come up and kind of grab, like see what you want? I mean, you, I'm assuming it's a small enough space that you don't really need kind of runner slash servers kind of for it. I mean, how are you guys envisioning the service? That's, yeah. So it's going to be like fast casual, right? Order at the counter, we bring it to you. That's how we're starting. Yeah. You know, and again, I'm... I'm keeping my mind open. Yeah. You know, if, we got to get your sea legs and see what works. Exactly. So, you know, I will try that out. And then, but that's, that's essentially the, the idea we have is gotcha. you know, order at the counter, sit down. Who knows if, you know, again, we'll, we'll evolve if it doesn't work out that way, but that's, that's what we're looking at. You know, Luke, what are some of your kind of, I mean, obviously you're kind of, are you getting to the point where you're finalizing what you think the menu is going to be through some of these pop-ups or is it just ever evolving? I mean, l- let me rephrase it and let me kind of put it this way. Most bagel places you go in, it could be their first day. It could be 15 years. 
you know exactly what's on that menu, you know kind of your comforts, you know your go-tos. Are you guys gonna be kind of ever evolving, like adding new things, changing, see what those kind of high sellers are and keep those? I mean, what do you kind of envision from the food standpoint? Yeah, I mean, we've, we've talked about this a lot. Um, you know, there's obviously gonna be the staples on yeah. the menu, things that never come off, like, you know, our house-cured lox, um, sausage, egg, and cheese, things like that. But um, we want it to kind of feel I don't know, kind of fresh every time you come in, you know, obviously there's the classics, but then we've been, you know, with the pop-ups too, it's been great to try out new things and try all these interesting things. And, you know, we want to be seasonal as well. So yeah, I, I, I feel like we've envisioned the idea that the menu is going to be ever changing, but not like you're going to walk in one day and it's going to be all new, right? Yeah. Like one or new, one or two things interchanging every couple of weeks. If things aren't selling, how can we evolve this? How can we make this better? Or do we just need to completely scrap it? Um, you know, obviously we're going to have, you know, kind of a build your own section like every other bagel shop because, you know, that's kind of a staple thing. You kind of have to have that. Yeah. Um, but even with that, um, you know, from the back house perspective, like cross utilization of ingredients, because, you know, we are in a small space. So everything that's going to be on that is going to be on other sandwiches and things like that. So there's not just going to be like willy nilly things that, you know, are on there, but they're not on anything else. So, you know, we've we've talked about it a lot, just about, you know, having a smart menu and stuff like that. But um, yeah, creatively at this point, I, I have a list of like, I think at this point it's like 25 different <laughs> items. And I think we're looking at like an, uh, like a preset, like nine item opening. So it's just been kind of like a lot of like, you know, I feel like every other week we'll be like, Oh, this has got to be on the opening. Yeah, menu. Yeah, yeah. And then like the next week we'll be like, no, this has got to be on the opening menu. And, uh, I don't know. It's, it's, you know, right now I feel like we have a, a set. But again, we just did another pop-up and we tried a new item, the Mr. Brightside, and it was a success. And so we're like, all right, well, that's got to be on the opening menu. So <laughs> it's, it's definitely ever evolving. I think it, in all honesty, it, it could come down to the very day that we opened. Yeah, the opening menu is going to consist of all the, like, the greatest hits of the pop-ups. Basically. Got it. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. And then we, have, we already have a sub-menu of items that we know we're going to want to try, but we'll just add those after we open and, and and another thing too is we're we're gonna have we have a section of the menu we're calling other stuff um i didn't even talk about that yeah <laughs> uh and of course we're gonna have things that are our delicates too as we as we open and we're you know you know getting our our feet and everything like that uh, you know we're gonna have like different things and salads and like we want to start doing like pickles and having like a pickling thing just like grab and go pickles and oh, stuff like yeah. that um I'm a big pickle guy i love pickling uh, we're, we're gonna do that next week i think right we're just gonna order a bunch of vinegar and cucumbers and just start making mass R&D amounts of pickles. pickles. Yeah. 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 Well, also, especially since, you know, we're, we're having a hopefully spring summer opening, like all through summer, pickling a bunch of summer produce and then come fall. Yeah. You want, you know, certain things. Oh, great. We have it pickled. But um, yeah, we have a whole section of our menu called other stuff. So we're, you know, we're planning and kind of doing, we were inspired by some restaurants in LA that kind of do like, you can do like a side of eggs, side of hash browns, side of bacon or sausage side, you know, an avocado, mm-hmm. and a little arugula salad, or you can order it all together in what we call like the platter. So like a big breakfast platter, right? Cause you know, we, again, we're not pigeonholing ourselves to being a bagel shop. So like, we obviously want to have things, a few things on the menu that aren't just like a bagel sandwich or an open face bagel, right? Yeah. Um, not everything has to be with or on a bagel exactly and of course you you know you come in and you get a bagel or you know and you're like i just wish i had a hash brown well great we have it you know is there any fear i mean that's a fine line to walk though between all of a sudden now you are a full-on breakfast spot i mean how i mean that's got to be a little bit of a tightrope to you want to keep that focus a little i know you don't want to be a bagel shop but it is still a bagel shop is that how do you guys kind of teeter-totter that line 
I mean, we, we've talked about just like, I guess you could call them like boundaries, right? Like what mm-hmm. we are willing and like not willing to do, right? Like yeah. we're not doing, for instance, like we're going to, you know, um, we're getting our eggs from this amazing ranch. We just found Lebon Ranch. Um, and if you want a side of eggs, that's great. We do them three ways. We don't do eggs anyway. We do them three ways. You can get them scrambled over easy or flipped. And it just so happens that all three of those ways that we cook those eggs, we also use them on the menu for different breakfast sandwiches. So it's not going to be these weird out of the blue items that we have to cook every so often for the that menu. Yeah. They're things we're already cooking for things that are on our preset menu of sandwiches. So in that way, it makes sense, right? Because we're already doing it. Same thing, the bacon on there is going to be used on a sandwich. The sausages we're using on sandwiches already. Um, the arugula salad, you know, just like a little side of arugula salad thing like that. We're R&Ding, we just R&D'd um, hash browns. going to put hash browns on a sandwich. So that way, cross-utilization across the board. Yeah, you're minimalizing that kind of time. But yeah. So we're not bringing a new product or anything for this little side menu. But at the same time, we have options because we, you know, we want to cater to as many people as we can. But yeah. That's awesome. Um, well, I have a couple of more questions, but I want to save those for the after show um, only on Patreon. You guys are obviously kind of in the process of opening soon. If people do want to listen um, or not just listen, if they want to follow along, maybe check out some of the pop ups in the meantime. Um, if and you know, if people listen to this before you guys are officially open, social media, website, if people want information, maybe even to follow you guys, where can people do that at? Uh, our Instagram handle is uh, boil and bake CM. So. You double checking it right now, aren't you? Yeah. <laughs> yeah, you are. <laughs> this is always the fun one when you put people on the spot. Yeah. They're like, I think it's this. Yeah, boil and A and A and D. Boil and bake C M, because though you know, just boil and bake was taken already. Yep. And then the website will be boil and bake. Boil just the letter N bake.com. Because you know, the other thing was taken already. So we're actually <laughs> work right after this, we're gonna go work on the website. So website, that'll, that'll website be coming soon. soon. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So coming that's soon a, that's all we have as far as that goes right now. That's fair. Yeah. Um well, guys, again, I'm going to keep you around for a short post show, but thank you guys so, so much for the time. I am unbelievably excited. I can't wait to justify with the toll roads on how much I'm going to drive up here because, <laughs> again, I, I'm addicted. I'm not just blowing smoke up, you guys. I, I freaking I love what you guys have done so far. The bagels are killer. I've been looking for a great bagel shop since I got here from the East Coast, and I think you guys are really on the cusp of opening one. Well, cool. Thank you, man. Oh, well, thank Even you though so it's much. not just bagels. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> thank you, guys. Thank you, thank you, thank you so much to both of the guys for taking the time to sit down. Um, we we're so lucky that there was no construction going on that day. Again, they're kind of near John Wayne Airport. So if any of the planes made it in the background of the audio, I didn't hear them when I was editing. Apologies for that. But hey, you know the deal by now. We record where we record it. If there's background noise, eh, this is hospitality. Sometimes there is. Thank you to everybody that supports on free feeds. Thank you to the advertisers uh, for supporting the show. Thank you to everybody on Patreon because you make this show possible without your support on patreon.com forward slash the best seats. This show doesn't exist. So thank you. Thank you. Make sure to check out that post show. There's a lot of really fun information on that. We talk about their favorite bagel types and more, and I will see you soon. Stay safe out there. Have some fun. Don't drink and drive. Stay off Yelp. Enjoy. The Best Seats Podcast is an original production of The Best Seats. It is written, edited, produced, and owned by myself, Crawford McCarthy, founder and principal of The Best Seats. It's based in Orange County, California. It is subsidized through generous monthly donations at patreon.com forward slash The Best Seats. The following are the names of those who subscribed at the highest monthly tier, aka norm status, and allow me to continue producing this show each and every month. As a thank you for their continued support, here are the names. Cheryl McCarthy, Serena Warino, George Pavlov, Eric Lutz, Paige Reardon, Loco Lipo, 
Tim Falk, Marito Norito, Sarah Hines, Subtle Bubbles, Jay Baker, Tim Swine, John Sanchez. Thank you for your support.